Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's show. We have uh, an incredible program today. We're going to be interviewing Josh Peck on today's show. Josh Peck, he's a part of Skywatch TV. You probably have already seen him host his programs like Into the Multiverse and Chalk Talk. Uh, He's also the author of a number of books, including Abaddon Ascending, which he actually co-authored with uh, best-selling author Tom Horn. Uh, he's also the author of Quantum Creation, Does a Supernatural Lurk in the Fourth Dimension, and Cherubim Chariots, Exploring the Extra-Dimensional uh, Hypothesis. Josh is also the founder of The Daily Renegade, which is an amazing alternative news source focusing on fringe topics and uh, kind of like what we do here with Signs at the Times. But today we're going to be discussing Josh's latest book. It's called... The Second Coming of the New Age, The Hidden Dangers of Alternative Spirituality in Contemporary America and Its Churches. The book, it really uh, perfectly illustrates how the New Age movement has returned with full force in our culture, taking the West and its churches by storm. All across North America, Christian churches have unknowingly encouraged occult beliefs and practices far removed from what the Bible teaches. This uh, unfortunate reality is intrinsically linked to the popularity increase of new age spirituality in the 21st century. And we've been so influenced by its integration into our society that we have become blind to recognizing and preventing the effects of this mainstream pop culture heresy, even within the walls of God's house. Listen, before we even get started, you can find this book, this second coming of the new age. Go and buy this book at Skywatch TV's uh, store. It's called skywatchtvstore.com. Go there now. Also, you can find the book and follow everything Josh does at dailyrenegade.com. Go and check out those sites. Uh, those links will also be in our description beneath this video. Joining me right after this will be our special guest for today, Josh Peck. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I have our very special guest with us here today, Josh Peck of Skywatch TV. Josh, thank you so much for being here today and doing this interview with us. Hey, Zach. It's great to see you again, and thank you for uh, inviting me on. It uh, It is an honor and a blessing for me to, to be on your show. I hope that we can do this a lot uh, with yeah. you. With And this is our actually our very first interview we've ever done, which is very exciting. And it is an honor to have you here with us for the very first interview. Uh, like I've said in even in the intro, Josh is a genius of geniuses. He's got a mind that just really does need to be donated to science after this. And just really, I mean, they all and it's really it's really all the guys at Skywatch TV. They're like in a whole nother level. I think that everybody that watches knows exactly what I'm talking about. They're they're, they're awesome guys. But listen, Josh, we want to get into your new book. But quickly up top, can I tell you right now, I am excited about something that you and I are going to be doing in September of 2020. And that is yes. our ministry cruise. Are you excited about that? I, I I am beside myself. I, I am so excited about this. Excited is not a strong enough uh, word for it. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> thrilled. This is gonna this is this is gonna be such a blast. And not only that, the timing is just perfect. Yes. Right before the elections, and there's so much to talk about. I I can't wait. <laughs> Amen. So I'm gonna give the audience a couple of quick details. So Josh and I we're gonna be doing a seven day Caribbean ministry cruise on Royal Caribbean's ship called Harmony of the Seas, which is actually the biggest and newest 
newest ship of Royal Caribbean as of last year. The cruise will be from September 6th to 13th, 2020, right before the election. If you want to go, uh, you're going to need to sign up through heavenlycruises.com or call, and it's all on the screen, 209-588-9565 and ask for Pastor Sharon. We have reserved a conference room for 300 people, but you have to book it through heavenlycruises.com to be a part of that number. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things uh, in the evenings on the days that the boat is at sea, so it will not even interfere with your port days. And we're going to be talking about AI, new age, and a lot of different things, including political topics. As Josh said, it'll be right before the election. It'll be right around the corner. About two months later, we'll be voting for the president of the United States in 2020. Josh, let's get right into it. I've been I've been hearing just people talk about this book. It's an incredible thing that you did. It's a very brave thing that you did. I'm so glad you're you're bold, you're courageous for doing this. Your newest book, it's called The Second Coming of the New Age, The Second Coming of the New Age, because it is coming back and with a force. And it's the hidden dangers of alternative spirituality in contemporary America and its churches. Let's just start with the basic. What led you and your co-author, uh, Stephen Bancar, to write this book? Well, both both Steve and I came out of New Age. Um, he was uh, he he was a really famous uh, um, New Age blogger. Uh, made a ton of money doing that. Uh, he 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 was really successful at that. But um, he he had a supernatural experience uh, that led him to Christ. And me, I, I wasn't uh, a blogger, although I probably read some of his stuff because when we worked out the math, there there was a period of time where we were, we were both in New Age at the same time. Um, we didn't know each other back then. We didn't know each other until uh, you know until we were Christians. But um, my own journey, I I was brought up in the church. I, I was raised as a Baptist, but the yeah, whenever, I, whenever I found yeah. out that you came out of the new age movement, I, first of all, I was shocked. I've, mm-hmm. I've listened to you. I've read your books. I've, I know who you are. And you know, it's just funny how we forget that, that Christ has redeemed us. And we just think this is how that person has always been. Whenever I found out, wow, even Josh Peck, he came out of new age. And I think that you were a uh, a good Baptist, which surprises me, uh, not that you were a Baptist or that you were a good Baptist, but just to think <laughs> that I actually, it seems that a lot of the new age doctrine, and maybe I'm biased because I was, I was raised as a charismatic evangelical. That's what I still identify with as a care. I'm really a sure. Bible believing Christian, but if you want right. to put labels on me, I'm, I'm a charismatic evangelical. And I always kind of thought that the new age doctrine was a little bit more rampant in the evangelical church. So I found out that you actually came out in a deep way from new age and that you were born and raised in a Baptist church, it surprised me in a oh, good yeah. way. I mean, it surprises a lot of people because, well, what it was is, um, you know, I, I was a Baptist, but I, it depends on how uh, how you define good Baptist. Okay. <laughs> if good Baptist okay. means that uh, you have to you have to follow along with your church and strip out all the supernatural stuff and not ask any questions, then I was a terrible Baptist. But and of okay. course, not all Baptists Fair. are like that. There's some very very uh, uh, there, there are even like charismatic Baptists now and stuff. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's you know the lines are getting kind of blurred, and that might not be a bad thing uh, because, like you said, we're we're, we're Bible believing Christians. You know, can't that just be enough. Uh, you know, our Savior is Jesus Christ. That's who we're defined by, Jesus, not by our church, not by... But but so my, the church that I was raised in, 
they didn't really deal with a lot of supernatural stuff, but I was really interested in supernatural stuff. I mean, I, I, I think it stemmed from me. Uh, I, I had sleep paralysis when I was a kid really bad. And, oh, and when really? I would, when I would, Oh yeah. When I would have that, I would, uh, I, 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 I would like see demons and stuff and I would, uh, at times even be physically attacked. So I, I had, uh, I, I wanted to know what that all was. And I didn't believe that it was just all in my head or it was just dreams. I, I, I figured there was something supernatural to it, but I was in an environment that told me that kind of all of that stuff was done away with, you know, uh, in, in the times of Jesus that, 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 you know, we, we don't have to deal with all that demon stuff and, and it's, uh, it was really vague, and so I had a lot of questions about that. I had questions about, you know, aliens and and just a lot, a lot of things that the church wasn't dealing with. And so, after years of that, I stopped going to church, and I just decided, you know, I I I really thought that I knew everything there was to know about the Bible because when you go to a church and you start hearing the same sermons over and over again, you start to think, well, that's probably all that's in the Bible. I was, in in my church, they also taught us, which this is completely untrue. Like th th this was a, a terrible thing that they taught us, but but they taught us that. You know, well, the Old Testament, the Old Testament, it's kind of good for history, but besides that, what you really want is just the New Testament. You can't even begin to mm. understand the New Testament unless you know what the Old Testament is all That's about. Right. It's more than just you know, good history if you're interested in it. But that was, um, that, that's what I was raised in. And so, uh, so I, I fell away from the church. I, I never, I never, I, 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 in a sense fell away from Jesus, but I didn't deny him. I just, I just, I, I kind of, I, I kind of stopped serving him for, for a while and I started serving myself, but I never, I never denied him as, as savior. You know, um, and your story so is so much like so many other people's, they have, yeah. we all, we, many of us have supernatural experiences. I mean, look at the polls, like whether you're in a church or not, do people believe in ghosts? Do people believe in aliens? Right. Do you believe in, in apparitions of any kind? People do have supernatural experiences. And yeah. whenever the church isn't talking or answering the questions that the people are asking, they're going to go and find truth other places. But we understand that that truth that they're searching and that they're finding is not the real truth. And that was your experience for for some time. That's exactly what happened to me. I, I, I got into New Age because those questions were left unanswered and I didn't know where else to go. And But see, I didn't know that I was even a New Ager when I was a New Ager. Here's the weird thing about all this. And a lot of people, I got to share some statistics with you because a lot of Christians find themselves in this same situation. I thought I was still a Christian. I thought I was still a Bible-believing, practicing Christian, but I got into all this New Age stuff. I was meditating. I was astral projecting. I was remote viewing. But I, th I, I, I really thought at that time that that was just an extension of my Christianity, that Christians could actually wow. integrate this in, in this new age stuff into their faith and it would be totally fine. Actually, a funny story, the very first book that I was going to write was basically the opposite of Second Coming of the New Age. I was going to write a book, this would have been my first release ever, on how Christians can integrate new age stuff into their Christianity and still be Christian. I had no idea. Oh man, it was bad. Huh. And uh, luckily, I mean, it was a supernatural thing that happened. That file got deleted off my computer in a really weird way. I tell the story in the in, in the book, but um, and thank God it did. And and so years later, after God brought me through all that, I, I uh, now with Steve, I, I have written the exact opposite of that book. Now I'm 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 trying to warn Christians. Look, New Age is basically around every corner. You probably have New Age beliefs and don't realize that they're New Age because your church isn't telling you because most of them don't know either. Um, there was a study recently. This blew my mind. We talked about it in the book. There was a study. They only tested Christians for uh, four 
one, two, three, four, just for four new age beliefs and some pretty extreme ones even. And that, that study found that 61% of Christians believe in at least one of these four new age ideas. Uh, and, and, and again, the, the ones that they picked were, were really extreme. They weren't even the, um, uh, you know, the more subtle ones. So they tested for, uh, the belief that spiritual energy exists in physical things that psychics have reliable insight into the future, uh, reincarnation, and astrology. Uh, so those wow. four to to what we would think of as most Christians, you know, we would we would think most Christians know at least those four things. You know, you, you should be aware. Sixty one percent. If you there are hundreds and hundreds of New Age beliefs, and I I really believe if you tallied it all up, you would be very hard pressed. Uh, to find a Christian who does not have some New Age belief somewhere, uh, but ignorantly so. And ignorant doesn't mean stupid, that's it just a, means uninformed. So, so there are exactly Christians right. who, you know, but, but at the same time, um, that uninformedness, uh, that, that can bring about uh, destruction, lack of knowledge, you know, can bring, bring about uh, destruction. So we, we got to be aware of it. Uh, but there are hundreds of New Age beliefs, and I—, I, I They've never done a study like this, but if they would have polled every, if they would have polled Christians for every New Age beliefs, I am, I, it would not surprise me if there were 99% of Christians that have at least one, uh, because th some of them are so subtle you wouldn't think of it. Like pe most people, well, okay, one big one that actually blew my mind that a, a lot of Christians really have a problem with me and Steve um, uh, talking about is yoga. And Steve is more of the expert on this than Thank I you. am. I was going to ask you about that. Very good. Yeah, yo yoga is absolutely mm -hmm. a new age practice, and Christians should have nothing to do with it. But a lot of Christians do. There are and there are yoga sessions in church. In, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. There are churches all around the country that they're not just going to other places to have Christian yogas in a backyard or a session at a studio. It's actually taking place within the physical, the physical four, four walled churches. Right. And you know, some of the excuses that I've heard from other Christians and I love my Christian brothers and sisters, and I was once as ignorant as any of them. So I'm not throwing them under the bus, but we got a lot of uh, blowback about the yoga stuff. Cause we, and that, that I, I really thought writing this book, that that was basic knowledge. I, I thought that pretty much all mm. Christians knew that until we really started researching it. And I realized, wow, like a lot of Christians are into this yoga stuff. And we get more pushback on that topic than almost anything else. And um, it's because a lot of Christians participate in it. But a lot of things that they'll say is, yeah, but I'm I'm just stretching. I'm, I'm not doing the I'm not doing the new age stuff. I'm not I'm not meditating. I'm not doing any of that. Those specific poses were designed for certain like sun salutations. They were designed to honor and, and, and worship false gods, fall, fallen angels, essentially. Uh, and they, they were they were taught to mankind through like channeling and stuff like that. Th these are these are poses and moves that were given to man from the enemy, from essentially Satan, but you know, fa fa specifically fallen angels and stuff like that. Um, if you want to stretch, you can stretch. No one's saying you can't stretch. You can <laughs> go to right. a chiropractor. You can get a normal. You can get a normal <clears throat> just set of stretches that wasn't designed to honor false gods, and that's totally fine. But they don't want to do that because it, it's not about the stretching. And even those who are involved. In Christian yoga, because they push back on it, they know that it's not just about this the stretching. There, there is an addiction there. There's there's something that they're drawn to. Just just normal stretching is exercise. You know, it, it's at least for me, for sure, it's really hard for me to get addicted to exercise. I I, I know I need to do it more, but I don't like exercising. Uh, you but, and me both, brother. When, <laughs> right. <laughs> but when I was in New Age, 
Um, I, I didn't, I didn't really do yoga as much, but I, I would, I would meditate all the time. I, I would, um, I would astral project. I would do this stuff and it wasn't for, uh, just the perceived benefits, the, the physical benefits of those things. It wasn't just so I could clear my mind and have some peace throughout the day. That's how they sell it. What it was is because uh, it, it's an addicting spiritual experience. Yoga is as well, but it's, it, I mean, it, it's straight from the pits of hell. And I, 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 that is not an understatement. That That's where this stuff comes from. But a lot of Christians push back on that. And again, that's only one out of hundreds and hundreds oh, yeah. of things oh, yeah. that Christians well, are you, involved in not knowing I'll it's new age. Exactly. Um, just about two years ago, I <laughs> would have been what you referred to as ignorant when it comes to that. Yeah. I, for the very first time in my life, I'm, you know, 20, well, six years old at the time, 27 maybe. But uh, about two years ago, I went to a yoga session because mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was. Let me tell you how many times I went to it. Though. I went one time. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, because I, I went in there and the instructor was very, very. Uh, he was good at what he did. He mm -hmm. told you exactly what you were doing and why you were doing it. He even talked about opening up your pineal gland, yep. your third eye. He talked about the different positions, basically worshiping these weird uh, Egyptian gods. Or like, yep. I mean, it. He he went into the history of of what we're doing, laying prostrate prostrate before the Lord or before their mm -hmm. Lord. Yep. and it, it was wild. It was absolutely wild, and, and I understood. I was like, well, that, you know, it was naivety. I went in there and didn't understand what was taking place. But I'll be able to. I'll tell you right now, can you think that four, the four that you gave, the fourth one was a, a, a astrology, and then the first yeah. one was in, spiritual energy attached to physical objects. Is that what you said? Yep. Well, shoot, maybe I'm, maybe you need to, uh, maybe I'm new age still. I don't know. Let, let me ask you this. I, so I was under the, uh, presumption still right now that, well, what about like a house being haunted? I figured demons could literally be attached to a home. Is that, is that not right? Is that well, spiritual that, that energy could, being attached? Now that kind of thing, yeah, that kind of thing definitely can happen, but the, 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 the spiritual entity doesn't originate with the house. So that, okay. that, that first belief, they would say that any physical object has a spirit of its own. Like, like, you know, my, my phone, the, the physical object has like its own kind of spirit, even if it's not conscious. It has its own like spiritual energy. Every everything does. So um, uh, yeah, like something like a demonically possessed house. And I've lived in a couple of those myself. The the, the demons they don't originate with the building of the house. It's not like you build a house and then okay, the house manifests yes. its own demons. Uh, they come from somewhere else. They have a different you know origin point. So in that first belief, um, there's this this widespread belief that just literally every object has some kind of spiritual energy attached to it. And usually, and it depends how far the person believing this will take it, but it can go as far as to say that uh, those material objects are God or they're a piece of God. And then their version of God is this, this weird, like unconscious force that somehow created everything, created consciousness even, but it itself is unconscious, yet we're supposed to, you know, respect it and and become one with it and all this stuff. So there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of conflicting narratives within New Age, and that's the thing about New Age too. There there's so much that New Age will accept. Uh, it, it'll accept Eastern mysticism. It'll 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 I, I mean, basically anything except 
biblical Christianity. That is the only so thing it won't good. accept. Yes. Yeah. It, it even has its own version of Jesus, which is totally antithetical to the real biblical Jesus. They they had to redefine Jesus. They don't they don't redefine Buddha. They don't re- redefine Muhammad. They don't redefine any other uh, or or any other deity, any of the Indian deities, anybody. They don't redefine any of them. Jesus is the only one that they have to redefine because they know the actual biblical Jesus totally antithetical to New Age theology. That's exactly right. Because you're, you're you're right. It's very difficult to actually pin down what new age is because it's it's a lot of things and it's a mixture of a great deal of things. And not everyone that believes in new age believes in the exact same thing, but they are right. all unified in the one aspect of against Christ, against right. Jesus. And they, like you said, they've even had to pervert Jesus because a lot of the new agers, their goal in their meditation, and this and this thought, you can talk about this, how this thought has even infiltrated into the church. Their goal is to reach Christ consciousness. This is a new yes. age word, Christ consciousness. And all of it, all of it, every single bit of it goes, uh, it, it drills down to this one idea of self-godhood that you are your own God, all of new age. They will accept anything because what does the Bible teach? The Bible teaches that there is an ultimate supreme God. There's one God. He's conscious. You know, he's our father. He loves us. Um, and, and we will never be God, nor should we even want to be. I, I remember when I tried running my own life and it was awful. I almost died a whole bunch of times. You know, I, I, I like, I like following Jesus, you know, and, and he still, he still awards us free will. Like we still have free will and we can, we can uh, make our own choices. But when we make a mistake, he, uh, he instructs, he instructs us in a loving way. He doesn't just chastise us and beat us down just, you know, because if we make a mistake, he's going to hate us or something that, that, that is actually a, a really Gnostic view of, uh, of, of, God of Yahweh of the Bible uh, as this hateful, evil, yeah. you know, type of being. The the real God, the actual God, is, is loving. But as any good father would, he expects that you obey him. As as any Amen. good father would expect out of their kids. You know, I, I I'm not a perfect dad, but I, I try to be as good as I can. But I do expect my kids to obey me. And, you know, the difference is if I make a mistake, then it's on me. God doesn't make mistakes. So uh, even even more, we should follow him. But the, every every New Age practice, every New Age belief, all of it, it all boils down to, uh, no, you are your own God. You can't really believe or trust in anybody else. You, you have yourself to rely on. But think about what kind of God that is. If you are your own God, you are serving a God that uh, has only been alive as long as you have. So, you know, what? At most, like 100 years. Let's say a human being uh, lives to like 110 years or something. That's not really a long time. So you're serving a God that at most can have a little bit more than 100 years experience. You, you, you are serving a God that was not conscious or around before you were born uh, and has no clue really what it's like to die or, or what happens after you die. You, you, you're serving a God that only believes things but can't really know because this this God yourself has never experienced that before. Uh, and you're, you're serving a God that believes in you so little that 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 it that that it believes you deserve no better God than this flawed human wow. being that is really no better than anybody else in any kind of tangible way. That is an extremely weak God. Uh, that, that is a God not worth serving. 
I Amen. mean, these new ages, they wouldn't serve each other. Like they wouldn't worship each other. So if you're not going to worship another human being, why would you worship yourself? But, and, and because it goes back to that same lie from the garden. You can be as gods. You just have to sin. You have to reject God and then you can be God. What it is, is you're fooling yourself thinking that you're God and you're going through life that way. And then when you hit eternity, you are done. The choice is made and there is no redemption after that point. Wow. And even yoga with this, it, it's all about self-focusedness, reading that Christ consciousness, everything is connected. Listen, I have a couple couple more questions for you. One, it's going to have to deal with the the issue of DMT uh, concerning New Age. And another question is how New Age is connected to fallen angels and Nephilim. Um, so let's start with the DMT question. How does DMT play uh, into all of this concerning the New Age? Oh, sure. So New Agers, one thing that I will say for them is they, they most of them, uh, know that a spiritual realm exists. You know, they're at least honest with themselves about that. There are a lot of, like, materialistic atheists who are not honest with themselves with that. Every human being intrinsically knows in their heart, deep down, no matter how much they want to deny it, they know that there is more to reality than just what we see in here. Everybody knows that there is some type of spiritual realm. Now, we all have wildly different ideas on what that might be, uh, you know, with with Christians and New Agers and and, and atheists that might, you know, want to think about it for more more than a few seconds. Uh, but but we all are built with that. We're all created with that kind of need for for there to be a spiritual realm because there there was a time when we were we were more in tune with it than we are now. So New Agers recognize that. Now they get the interpretation wildly wrong. But they're, what they're doing when they do DMT and and mushrooms and and when they take drugs, um, it's actually in the Bible. It's sorcery. So this is sorcery. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pharmacia in the Bible. It's it's uh, uh, basically, you know, there's looser definitions, but in this context, we could look at it as, as you know, taking some kind of substance, ingesting some kind of substance to communicate or explore uh, the, the communicate with uh, the spirit realm. So that's what they're doing. They're they're exploring this other reality that they know. I, I I didn't do it with DMT, but I did it with astral projection. Which for those who who aren't familiar with that term, um, it it it's it's to consciously will your 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 spirit or your soul or your astral body, however you want to say it, uh, out of your physical body and then see what's there. <laughs> you know that that's basically it. Um, and so I, I did it with that, and even that, even without drugs, it, it, it's extremely addicting. Uh, but it's because I had this inner knowledge, this inner this inner compulsion towards the fact that there is a spirit realm, and I wanted to prove it to myself. Uh, because mm. again, at the time, I'm acting as if I'm my own god. So if I'm serving myself, I need to be the one that's going to go and prove this to be true. I can't just take uh, you know take Jesus's word on it or take God's word on it because I'm my own god. Even at the time, I would not have phrased it that way, but that's how I was acting, uh, and that's that's where a lot of New Agers are at. Um, even a lot of Christians that are actual New Agers and they don't realize it, they wouldn't phrase it that way, but that that's how they're acting. Mm-hmm. And so see, here's that, the thing: that's I've what actually doing with the empty, yeah. I have never, and and I'm sure there's someone out there, but I have never met a new ager in my entire life that doesn't hasn't taken some form of psychedelics that is opening up to you to the spiritual realm. And I understand right. there's different form of psychedelics, and actually marijuana is actually an incredibly mild form of psychedelic. People don't understand that. But then you you know you have pe- pe- peyote and you have mushrooms and uh, you know psilocybin or whatever, and and then you have the granddaddy, which was I've always kind of referred to as the granddaddy, is is DMT. I've never hardly yep. met a, a new ager that's ever uh, not taking psychedelics and many people will take DMT and they will go into the experience as atheists. 
And I've read many yep. quotes that you cannot take DMT even one time and come back to this reality and not believe that there is a higher power. You cannot come back as an atheist. And the higher power they end up believing in is well, it's it's very new age. It's it's just it's just a, a, a you know almost of a collective consciousness type of power. If you've been following the Zach Drew Show and you're passionate about what the Lord is doing in these last days, you won't want to miss this once in a lifetime opportunity. Please consider joining Zach Drew and Josh Peck of Skywatch TV for a seven-night Caribbean cruise on the Harmony of the Seas, the largest cruise ship in the world. From September 6th to September 13th of 2020, you will enjoy four beautiful Caribbean locations and three full days at sea on a luxurious cruise ship, while Zach and Josh share prophetic revelation concerning the end days, AI, and the age of singularity. But that's not all. They will also be giving important political and spiritual commentary just a few short weeks before the 2020 presidential election. You may know Josh Peck from Skywatch TV programs like Into the Multiverse and Chalk Talk. Josh is also the founder of The Daily Renegade, an amazing alternative news source for Christians who are awake to the signs of the times that we are living in. And you will not want to miss what Josh has to say. Zach and Josh will be speaking during the evening sessions with a worship team in a private conference room that can hold up to 300 people. Every session will be on the days that the boat is at sea, so don't worry, it will never interfere with your island adventures. You will be free to explore and enjoy as you sail port to port from Orlando, Florida to Coco Key, Bahamas to San Juan, Puerto Rico, and finally Basterre St. Kitts. And you will definitely be sailing in style aboard the largest cruise ship in the world, the Harmony of the Seas. This incredible ship has 16 decks, four outdoor pools, a spa, and amazing live entertainment from Broadway-style shows to stand-up comedy, live jazz and blues bands, water shows, and aerial acrobatics, not to mention the grand-scaled water park. And as you can see, there is so much more to enjoy about this unique experience. Rooms will be priced by category. Inside cabins are $1,103, ocean view cabins are $1,185, and balcony cabins are $1,441 per person. You can sign up today by visiting the website at heavenlycruises.com. Enjoy their easy monthly payment plan. That's heavenlycruises.com, or you can call their number for any questions at 209-588-9565. Don't miss this amazing experience. Book a room today.